it's late Thursday night, Friday your time. I'm Buddy Pulley. And I'm Seth Dolby. This is Big Motor Small Blade Podcast Post Duels. What are they called? Blue Green Vacation Duels? Um, who cares? Um, we'll talk to you about who made it in the 500, who didn't make it in the 500, what the hell Daniel Suarez was doing, why the Fords are so dominant, and our picks for the Great American Race. Next on the Big Motor Small Blade Podcast. All right, Trick Daddy, you ready? I am. I am as ready right. as ready can be. All right, cool. Seth didn't actually watch the races. He had better things to do. No, I didn't. He just, I just had to be there. He just doesn't. He he doesn't actually like NASCAR. No, I don't watch any. Like I go yeah. to the race and I'm like listening to music and watching Naruto or something. Yeah, yeah. Seth's on his. He's he's got a Game Boy that he takes to all the races and. He just likes to be there. Um, should probably move his mic away from my face. Yeah, we had a guy on TikTok. He said that uh, we we've never watched NASCAR before. Well, because he's we thought right. the clash was right. We thought the because we thought the clash was okay. Or you know, it's not back in Daytona. God so. forbid. I want to. I you know that's the that's the funny thing is I really need to watch another race where no one does anything for the first 99 percent of it and then wreck everybody at the end that's what i really need in my life yeah i mean i yeah i don't know it's it's the it's the not my nascar crowd yeah i I can understand the sentimental value of having the clash in daytona and if it was like still speed weeks i could get it but it's speed days yeah it is it's speed days (laughs) speed days (laughs) yeah the way the way it currently is with the way the race is there's nothing to be gained from it (laughs) yeah um anyway we're not here to talk about the clash we are here to talk about duels um as it seems to always be we have one tame duel and one batshit duel um and we had that today um duel one pretty tamed um the fords pretty much dominated um they got ahead on some pitch strategy they literally we literally went through this last year where the fords did the exact same thing they i'm pretty sure they short pitted last year got out in front chevy toyotas couldn't run them down and i feel like and that's exactly what happened this time like i i don't i don't know what the thought process there was but it was a duel amongst the fords um and Christopher Bell and Bubba Wallace snuck their way into that pack. And um, Joey Logano ended up holding off Christopher Bell by a couple feet and winning duel number one. Seth, did you, did you gather anything from the highlight reel about uh, duel number one? I saw the highlight reel consisted of an entire lap and okay. the last 100 yards of the second to last lap and that part of the race looked racy yeah um i would yeah it it seemed it definitely seemed racy at the end obviously they're not trying at the at the beginning of the race but um yeah you could the runs definitely generate quick but they're not those just absolute bulldozer runs that you used to get with the the cars in 2020 and 2021 um so that's good 
Uh, Kevin Harvick likes to do this thing where he runs like second or third in a plate race for like 40 laps. And then as soon as it's time to make a move, he just lets everybody go by him. I don't really get that. I don't really get what the what the thought process is there. I don't I don't know what the end game is, but it doesn't seem like it's to win the race. <laughs> Harvick's game plan always looks to me. He thinks being at the front is a safe place to be, and that's why he wants to be there. And then as soon as it gets racy, it's no longer a safe place to be, and then he gets out of there. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm rethinking my my pick for the 500. Um, the Fords, uh, I mean, they look pretty stout. Like, yeah, it, I mean, the Pinsky's always pretty. I mean, they dominate the duels. The Fords dominate the duels for the most part. They won the last four. Yeah. Plus, Eric won in 2021. Pretty sure Joey won back to back. Like, it's Joey's like 55th duel win. It yeah. seems like. Um. So. I don't know. I mean, that's that's why we run the race, really. I mean, it, when it comes down to it in the Daytona 500, it, you can have the fastest car, but when they get racy, it's that goes all out the window. Yeah, you need you need all the luck after that because you just yeah. need to not get run over, essentially. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah, duel number one. That was pretty much it for that. Duel number two, though, they, it, I mean, it, we see it every year. It's almost, it's almost always duel number two where they're calm in one. They get to the second one and everyone's like, oh, so we can race. Okay. Like we, we're all chill. Everything went fine. So we're going to now race. Dude, I don't, I don't know what the hell happened. It, it looked like a wreck was going to happen every lap. It seemed like. Yeah. I wonder if the, the second duel being um, racier has more to do with just drivers sitting around watching a race and then kind of getting antsy. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. The car. It's, yeah. it's like a rain delay. Which still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because, like, unless you're an open car, what – I still don't get – like, what do you gain from running A well? trophy? I guess, yeah. I mean – Guys want to win, man. I mean, fuck, you got to gotta respect that. 500 primary car, right? I yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. You can, you gotta. Some guys, you know, you want to mix it up, try to see how your car is in an actual race situation. Because I don't care what they say, even if you get out there and practice, you're getting out there and practice with maybe what 10, 12 cars. You're not actually getting a good feel for how your car races in a race condition like you would in an actual race, which the duels are. So. Um, it was funny enough. They it was real racy at the beginning, and then they calmed down, and then Daniel Suarez jumped Kyle Busch for for nothing to do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Like, I mean, they weren't it, going anywhere. <laughs> no, I mean, well, so what he said, and they they said it on the broadcast too before before he turned Kyle that. And Cliff's, or that's what it was. They played uh, Cliff Daniels' audio to Kyle Larson. It said, hey, these guys are trying to save fuel behind you. Hey, we need to pick up the pace to, you know, make sure they can't do that because we have to pit. So it was, there was a sense of urgency at the front of the field to try to move the, you know, move forward. Um, 
and Daniel said he was getting pushed by Kyle. That was Cap. Um, and Daniel was pushing Kyle for like two laps straight, and then he just hooked him. I mean, I don't, I don't, I really know what, what I don't, I, I, why? I, I mean, it's, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. I watched I watched the highlight of it and I just pushed him. I mean, yeah, it was a Brakislavski esque move. I mean, it was just you know, obviously what I just said. You gotta you gotta feel the car out, see what it can do. But there is a point (laughs) where and you you don't want to wreck the guy. so, I mean, that was unfortunate for Kyle because he seemed really fast. And the 99 seemed fast. Um, but, you know, you do stupid shit like that and guys aren't going to want to work with you. And, yeah. you know, he then did something even dumber and blew through his pit box. And, you know, <laughs> he just he shot himself in the foot twice within a lap. And I guess he used Kyle's gun. So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but then once they once they got back out there, I mean, it was racing as all hell. Kyle Larson tried to wreck Todd Gillen. Yeah, he did. I mean, dude, Todd Gillen was driving like he just got fired. <laughs> Astute observation. Yeah. Um, ironically, what Kyle did to Todd was not much less bad than what Daniel did to Kyle Busch. No. And that's the thing. It's like people are going to be hard on Suarez because he actually turned a guy, but everyone in that race was, I mean, Brad was doing it. Austin Cindric, Eric Almarola, they were all pushing the hell out of each other. And it was just, I, you know, it could have something to do with the noses. It also wasn't that time and place to be doing it, but they were, I mean, they really were all over each other all race long. Aren't the noses flatter now? So maybe they have a, just a sense of, uh, safety more than they did before i mean the noses are flatter but the camaro still has a point compared to yeah a point to it compared to the the mustangs um but yeah i mean they were uh cory joy chase elliott had cory joy jacked up cory joy had whoever was in front of him jacked up like i mean it was i was shocked they didn't wreck like i mean tied going he he deserves the save of the year for that. I mean, that was Kyle Bush, Bud Shootout esque. Yeah. If I've ever seen it. <laughs> but um, yeah, Kyle Larson, I don't really know what what there's a couple situations he put himself in where he was in a real bad spot. And I'm like, you have you have second. It's yeah. it's yours. It's yours until you fuck up and wreck it. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. Alex Bowman's car seemed like it was trash. Didn't Alex like purposely not like race well he bowed out he was up at the front and then bowed out because he was like my car shit <laughs> but apparently uh apparently uh blake's like yeah i knew this was knew this was gonna happen we got a hell of a race set up so we'll see what happens um the five car seemed certainly more racy than it did we didn't see much of the 24 because he was in that second chevy pack and then chase elliott was he existed yeah essentially um new coca-cola racing family driver yeah i mean i think that should have been an unapproved adjustment adding that sticker on the car wow yeah i didn't even think about that yeah yeah chase should have started in the back yeah 
Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, I um, I was tweeting at Jared um, Alex's Alex's PR guy yesterday, and um, after they won the poll, I said, uh, "All the speed, you know, that's where you get it from Jared." And he's like, "Yeah, it's all about them stickers, bro, or something like that." And so, I mean, that's I, Chase just added like ten extra horsepower on the car out in that sticker. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and it's red. Red is a fast race car color. That so. is, that is, yeah. Red. Everybody knows red stickers are faster than other stickers. That's why Ty Gillum is so fast. He had a red car. He had a Ford. Uh, that also, yeah. He had a red I Ford. dude. I was sitting there. I was like, man, Ty Ty Gillum is about to win this race. <laughs> I was like, I was like, nothing. I, and that's the thing. It's like he he got booted out of his ride. And by the way, I called it. I said he was going to go to the fifteen car. And that's exactly what he's doing. And we need to start a campaign to get Todd a ride for I think it's Talladega. Yeah, um, race. um so we need to we need to build a car, Seth. Get Todd. Well, building a car won't do us anything. We have to buy one now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can go up to uh Dollar General and get one. I think that's where the money team got theirs. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I mean uh, Todd drove a hell of a race and that was uh, I mean <laughs> getting getting booted out of your ride for six races, I feel like that'll light up and light a fire under your ass. And yeah, definitely. It, even it's if it's be, just a duel, watch the world burn when Todd Gilliland wins the Daytona 500 on Sunday. <laughs> oh, they, the world would burn. I think. I think uh, maybe front. I don't. I don't know that front row rethink their decision that much. I mean, I don't know. They actually probably take the 500 more seriously than anybody else because that's the only race they can win. I guess either way, they would be in the um, owners' playoffs, assuming we don't have seventeen winners or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Which I guess we it will. wouldn't. I guess it wouldn't change anything for them. What do you mean? Whether Todd's in the car or not, if Todd were to win the five hundred, then they'd still be in the owners. Yeah. Championship, so it wouldn't make a difference. No reason to change plan now. Yeah. Um. But uh, his teammate, Zane Smith, did get in the show, um, which I don't remember who you picked to get in the show. I think we both picked Zane, right? We definitely both picked Zane, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that was that was kind of a given. Like, I mean, Chandler sped on pit road. And, I mean, he was he was doing okay before then. But, I mean, like I said the other night, it it's going to come down to experience and Chandler proved my point right there. He sped on pit road and really knocked himself out of the out of the five hundred. Um, yeah. I I thought about this too. I mean, Chandler seems like an all right dude, but he just kind of got his shit together in trucks, good enough to win. Why is he in a cup car for the Daytona five hundred? Yeah, I don't really like, get that. If... What made you think that was a good idea? You have Daniel Hemrick right there. You have Daniel Hemrick, Landon Castles technically on your roster still. Both of those would be better options. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I guess I don't know what the sponsor. I don't know what that sponsor was. I don't know if that was a that was a Chandler sponsor, but maybe. Uh, yeah, I I wasn't wasn't real sure about that. Doesn't matter. They're not in the show. Um, Zane made it in. Uh, cool thing about that. All three of the national. You know, touring champions, truck, Xfinity Cup, 
are in the Daytona 500. That's the first time that's ever happened. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. They need to. I want to. I want a picture of all three of them together. I feel like that. That's fitting. I didn't see much of Tyrone, Tyrone. tonight. Tyrone Gibbs. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting he's in the Cup Series. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I. <laughs> him and um, I got. They were in different duels, and I still got them confused. Reddick and and Ty. <laughs> um. Ironically, I have no, I have no like problem remembering that Noah Gregson's in the Cup Series, but Gibbs, I, I keep forgetting because I keep seeing that fifty-four monster car, and I just assume it's an Xfinity car. Man, did you see the beef this morning? Uh, with um, Wendy's and uh, McDonald's. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the uh, somebody at Wendy's, I guess, it was a marketing person at Wendy's, was like, "Yeah, uh, we're really happy with the with uh, with Noah being in the car, and the paint scheme looks great. Can't say the same about our McBland counterparts or uh, competition or whatever." I was like, "Damn, shots fired. We got beef." <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, mean, it's, it's true though. Bubba's car looks like shit. <laughs> I'll have to see it like real because i thought it looked okay that uh, dude not nothing nothing compared to that 42 man no i no the 42 definitely looks a lot better yeah i think the i think there's mixed opinions about that i think 42 looks way better than 62 did last year yeah 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 like the um, 62 was cool for what it was like it being the like pinstripe yes like it was fine it kind of looked like a baseball uniform as a race car yeah i mean he still has a uniform too Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. That's kind of the best of both worlds then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh I do have a hard time with Reddick being in a monster car. I don't know why. That's I gotta get used to that. It's gonna take me a, a bit to get used to Tyler Reddick in the forty five. Like yeah. for whatever reason, Kyle Bush in the eight, I've got it already. Oh dude, yeah. I'm I'm sold on that one. Yeah. Yeah, but Red Dog in the forty five, I'm like Oh yeah, that is Reddick. Like every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, that is Reddick. Yeah, it just doesn't. I yeah, I don't know. It just don't look right. To, oh, speaking of paint schemes, we're getting off at the tangent here, but whatever. Uh, the '99 car. Oh my god, that might be one of the best paint schemes I've ever seen in my that life. Thing looks really good. That thing it matches the nightclub vibe they got at their hauler. Like it, it that definitely car is does. Jordan Bianchi. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Jordan B, that is that is a nightclub Jordan Bianchi paint scheme if I've ever seen one. Um, we need to get him one. We just need to, like whenever they come out with the one sixty four, we just need to give him one. Be like, here you go, one. man. Yeah, dude. All right, this is I'm gonna I'll say this and then we'll we'll get back on topic. Um, Tootsie's, cool bar, real cool bar. Smells like shit. <laughs> like, so yeah, you mean it literally smells like shit or just smells bad? It just smells bad. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it like, just smells like an old honky tonk bar. Like it just it doesn't like sm- hay? Like I dude, I don't know. I don't it's been fucking seven months, eight months well, since I keep I've... talking about it. I feel like the like smell is like permanently implanted in your in your memory bank or something. I, I just remember it smelled bad. It did not deter me though. I would hundred percent go back. The the atmos the the atmosphere We've been using that word a lot this year. Um, the ambiance of it um, overcame the smell by the by quite a bit. Yeah, um, and they they sponsor a race car, so obviously that makes it that ups it a couple notches for sure. See, that reminds me. Like, I almost bought a 
cherry coke today and i i can't do it what what the hell does that have to do with anything you mentioned sponsors and and buying things oh. based off sponsors i oh. can no longer enjoy a good cherry coke why is that? I mean, you're wearing your Chase Elliott hat right Shut now. The fuck up! It's <laughs> not a Chase Elliott hat. He didn't even run the car. Seth Seth has this this HendrickCars.com hat that he's super proud of, and it it just it has HendrickCars.com, Chevrolet, and Junior Motorsports on it. He's like, it's the perfect hat. It's what I've always wanted, and I'm like, that's a really nice Chase Elliott hat. Ignore the fact that Kyle Larson was the only guy to win in this car. Hey, bro, nah, it's a it's a really cool Chase Elliott hat, man. Um, but um, um, where where the hell were we? I'm not oh, we were talking about who got in. Um, yeah, Eric Almirola won the race, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> I think I I don't, I don't know. Do you do you have anything to say about Eric Almirola winning? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I had choice words, but those were those were personal uh gripes that I'll keep to myself with a certain driver that drives a 10 car. Um but, <laughs> Yeah. Um but Guns and Roses speaking of Eric, Guns and Roses car. I forgot about that. Dude, that's a good-looking car. It's solid. Dude, I I want I I want that car. That's a great looking car. Are they making it? I don't know. I think they're trying to. I want a shirt. I want an Eric Jones Guns N' Roses shirt. I hate Guns N' Roses, but it would be cool to have the diecast. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, now back to the race. <laughs> um, so Zane Smith made it in. Chandler Smith, his brother, did not. Um, and I mean that was pretty predictable what wasn't predictable um was i guess it could have been could we could have predicted it um austin hill swept up in a crash well in the crash when daniel suarez wrecked kyle bush um and took his car out of the race putting connor daly by the grace of Corey taylor himself into the daytona 500 I mean, that car, he didn't even make a qualifying lap. He didn't even get to take a picture on the qualifying line next to his car. The damn thing was a bucking horse when he rolled out of pit road for the, the start of the race. And he, he still, the money team somehow came back and made the 500 at the death again. They sold their soul. I Dude, I don't know. Tony Year Jr., man. Man's a man is a uh, wizard. Apparently, it looked real bad at the beginning. Like it, it Connor thought the damn, damn rear end was falling out of the of it. Apparently, it's just a button. They had it too aggressive on the bump stops. That's really aggressive. If everybody could see it, everyone could see it. Yeah, that's really fucking aggressive. Even my friend that was over at the house that knows nothing about NASCAR, she was like, "What the fuck." <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so man. So anyway, he gets in. He gets in the race. Um, Travis Pastrana. Oh yeah, qualifying happened the other night. We haven't talked about that either. Travis Pastrana, Jimmy Johnson had locked their way in already. Um, so let's talk about that. Jimmy Johnson in the five hundred. I think we kind of we caught we caught it. The two guys getting in on speed. We we were pretty on the money on that one. Yeah, that was fucking hard. 
Yeah. Um, Jimmy and Travis both made it in. Jimmy Johnson, obviously, seven-time champion. Doesn't need any introduction. Um, he's going to race in the Daytona 500 for Legacy Moza Club, his new team. Um, so that'll like be a Formula One team. It does sound like a Formula One team. Um, and for the love of God, the man has been around since 2002. He's won seven championships, 83 races, one of the most respected drivers in all of NASCAR history. But somehow people on Twitter still don't know how to spell the motherfucker's name. Yeah. Jimmy with a Y is the football coach that won Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy with an IE won the Super Bowl of NASCAR twice. And a little thing called seven cup titles. Yeah, exactly. Get it right. Um, we need those. Need, that needs to be a shirt, Jimmy, without the Y. <laughs> like, um, but anyway, um, so he makes it in. I I think we all kind of figured that was going to happen, barring some mechanical or wreck. Um, but Travis Pastrana makes it in, and dude, like, uh, did you see his interview last night? Or any interview with him this weekend? No, I haven't seen an interview, but I did see the whole getting out of the car reaction. Yeah, dude, protect this man at all costs. Like, dude, Travis Pastrana is like the most wholesome guy that's ever jumped out of an airplane without a parachute. Like, I mean, this man, he's done, he's done quadruple fucking backflips on motorcycles. He's raced rally cars. He's, like I said, jumped out of airplanes. He's done everything. person could possibly do he has zero fear and he's that excited about making our our race the the great american race he's losing his mind over it that is so cool man like i don't know man i'm just i'm happy for travis he's i said it when they announced it he's just the nicest dude in the world and i don't know it's it's just good for the sport it's good good pub good pub from for the sport i hope he has fun yeah i mean that's that's really all it is i he got swept up in a wreck but um he was did you i guess you had seen the interview he um he was talking out of the um when he got out of the post race or the um infield care center and he was talking about how he's like yeah he was like yeah i was just kind of getting a feel for the car getting feel you know it's like you can't you really can't see through guys like you like you think you can you think you can see so much you can't see shit and he's like um he's like yeah so i just kind of was using i was looking at the sunoco signs and be like all right cool turn here Um, and tony stewart and clint boyer they're both like do you even know there were sunoco signs like (laughs) i've never seen them before um but yeah i mean it's cool for travis i mean it's it's huge for the sport that you know Someone as, you know, decorated, decorated and well-known outside of our discipline makes the race for Michael Jordan and, you know, is just over the moon about it. Um, just the fact that he wants to be here, period. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's huge. The fact that, like, his his sponsors, like, put this deal together solely just out of, you know, obviously it's you know publicity for them but they wanted to they wanted to help travis fulfill a dream um and then travis they said if they wrecked the car that travis has to pay for it but but yeah um and then 
Zane Smith talked about him. Connor Daly makes the show. Um, that's another thing. Like an IndyCar guy that you know we don't we normally see the other way around. We normally see the NASCAR guy go and run Indy, but it's not too often that we see the Indy guy come and run NASCAR. And you know Connor Daly, he's he's kind of that guy. He's trying to bridge that gap, and I feel like. You know, obviously he doesn't have an IndyCar win. This is only second cup start, but there's something to be said about that, you know, uh, as far as like, you know, skill set and just like the the type of guy Connor is because it takes, and the same could be said for Travis, it takes a lot of pride, you know, to go get your ass whooped. Essentially, like step outside of your comfort zone. It takes some takes some stones to go do that and put yourself in a vulnerable spot that they're putting themselves in because they know they know they're inexperienced. They know they're not going to win the Daytona 500 probably. Um, but anything can happen though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. But they they want to be in the race. They have a you know level of respect for the sport, and you know they they just are happy to be here, and that's. You know, it's as feel good of a story as you can have. I'm excited. Um, Connor Daly making the the 500 is kind of exciting for me because I wonder, I wonder how many other IndyCar drivers are you like, you know what? That'd be kind of fun. I'd, yeah. I'd be interested in trying that. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got one, Elio Castroneves. Yeah, we know him. Um, outside of that, I don't know. I when are we getting Joseph Newgarden in the Bristol Night Race? That needs to happen. I mean, he's been talking about it forever. Needs to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, hopefully it does open those doors, especially even if not for the Daytona 500, even, you know, Connor's running, like, I think they said seven to 10, seven races, something like that in that 50 car. Um, so, I mean, depending on where you're, I hope he runs this. I hope he runs a double. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, Depends on how many cars enter that race. What, the 600? Yeah. I don't see. That's the thing. And that's like, you know, a NASCAR guy going to run the 500, it's way too, it's months and months too late in the game to go do it. But Connor running the 600, I mean, they got a car. He's already got a car in Indy. Like, I mean, I don't see why Connor couldn't do it. Um, other than he doesn't want to take focus from the Indy 500. And that is the only thing, that is the only issue, is that Connor Daly has been very good at the Indy 500 several times. So the only problem for that possibility is that he sees that as a very big, a good opportunity. Like, he could absolutely go out and win, and he's been close-ish a couple times. So it leads me to believe it's unlikely he'll try the double. At least for a little while. But here's the thing. There's a 15-minute practice and a qualifying for the Coca-Cola 600. There's not much prep that he would need to put in into that. Like, I don't I don't think it would take much. I don't think it would take as much away from it as, as like, um, as maybe the other way around. You know, or in years past when there were multiple practice sessions for the 600, there was, you know, it was, I mean, 
what I can't remember. I don't even remember what what day did they practice for the six hundred. Was it Friday, Saturday? I would imagine Saturday, but I don't really know. Yeah. Um. And if it was Saturday, I mean, they don't do anything Saturday at IMS. Yeah, just the autograph session. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I don't see why he couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know um, what the rules are for the parade. I don't know if there's like attendance rules or probably I, i'm sure he can he could get out of that probably like yeah. kyle larson will definitely be able to get out yeah. of that i don't know about connor but yeah i'm sure, I'm sure at the end of the day i mean he really doesn't even need to practice to qualify the cup car <laughs> he doesn't need to necessarily but he probably, probably should, should but yeah um that this is one thing connor daly's about to about to go into the daytona fire travis shot too but travis at least had some stock car experience Carter Daly is about to go in the Daytona 500. I mean, he didn't run in the draft tonight. <laughs> I mean, so um, that, is, that should be interesting. For, are we getting yeah. a practice tomorrow? Yeah, there's one Friday and Saturday. Okay, good. Yeah. Those are going to be crucial for Connor. Absolutely bonkers that we didn't have practice for the Daytona 500. Like yeah. it just it set in kind of last night and and then a little bit more tonight, how just insane that was. It's one of the dumber things NASCAR's done yeah. in a while. I mean, the thirteen would have been able to make a legit qualifying run. The fifty would have been able to make a qualifying run. We were just we made ourselves look like a bunch of monkeys fucking a football. I mean, that's what that's what that that was. And, you know, the the deal with the the 50 car and the bump stops, that wouldn't happen had we had some sort of practice. There's just so many things that could have been prevented that would have just made us look like a more professional motor racing um, series that, you know, we just didn't. Didn't for what? Like (laughs) that. This is this is your biggest fucking deal of the whole season and it doesn't i don't like i don't i don't have any hype right now like it just it just started yeah i mean i mean it helps i haven't been able to watch qualifying and i didn't get to watch the duel or whatever but still yeah i mean because i've 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 been hype for sure like i don't i don't think there was a change at least in my excitement or my you know feeling about it but it it does it does you know it does kind of suck that you know we don't have a week of you know a practice and qualifying like i mean i don't know i mean even something as simple as when we went and did testing so maybe like last year we ended up with some testing time because of new car obviously yeah and i don't know like compare it directly with the Indy 500 there's something cool about getting some you know pre you know two months away speeds like oh so and so was fast at the Indy 500 yeah. test like is it maybe the most important thing to test a couple times at Daytona no not really is no, it but... cool and does it help add to the um excitement level you get from anticipating a big race yeah Hold up yeah yeah it absolutely does um that's the thing it's like testing is i kind of get the testing thing testing is expensive but the practice thing i don't 
I don't I don't understand. Yeah, like at least feel like a, a shakedown. We should have been we should have had two big practices Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, that's the thing. It's like you already got Friday and Saturday jam packed with everything else for you know that's going on in speed days, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but one guy that didn't need to practice, Alex Bowman, wins the pole for the Great American Race. Kyle Larson outside pole. It's Alex's sixth straight front row start in the Daytona 500. Um, yeah. What do you think they got under the hood of that thing? Uh, a whole lot of horsepower. A whole lot of hearse purge. Hearse purge. Not a whole lot of handling. But no, no, no handling all hearse purge. Yeah, yeah. Um, some stickers, man. But, but yeah, um, Austin Hill and Chandler Smith go home. Connor Daly, Travis Estrada, Jimmy Johnson, Zane Smith are in the show. Um, Eric Almirola, Joey Logano, they win the duels. Fords look fast. Um, what do you think, Seth? Daytona 500, what are you, what are you looking at? What are you looking to see? What am I looking to see? What do you, Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Give me, give me something. I think we're going to see a super speedway race with a lot of wrecks. Wow. Awesome. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hell yeah, man. Awesome. Great, great info. What do you great, think we're going to Great say? insight, man. Great. I'm glad I I would have never in my a million years known, known that if you didn't say it. Right All right. Then. Let's get some insight then, mister. I need something new in my life for a fucking plate race that we've never seen before. Um, I think it'll be different from last year's race. Wow. Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't know if it will be actually. No, I think, ah, ah, man, it's tough because I mean, the cars definitely, they seem more racy than they did last year. They haven't changed anything, but they did see, seem more racy when they could, when they, um, with someone, the, the runs were able to generate quicker and, you could take that run and go somewhere with it. Whereas in, you know, the past, you know, last year we saw that a little bit. Um, but you know, we saw a lot of two by two, you know, people getting stalled out. It seemed like the lines, there was a lot more maneuverability in the lines tonight. Obviously it's going to change with 40 cars out there, but, um, but I think the, like I said, the Fords are strong. I don't think, they're going to be as dominant as everyone probably thinks they're going to be. I mean, we do, we go through this every year. They, they win the duels and everybody's like, Oh, got to beat the Fords. And then it comes down to, you know, just a war of attrition um, at the, at the end of the damn thing. Um, Obviously Fords won it last year. Pinsky, as long as they're in lockstep, they're hard to beat. Um, And that's another thing. Ryan Blaney, again, pushed Joe Logano to another, Another win at Daytona. Put, I mean, he's never going to win. He, Ryan Blaney will not win at Daytona. Any, any, okay. He will not win the 500. Okay. He's already won at Daytona. <laughs> I know he's won at Daytona. I know he's won a duel. He's won a July race, but he's not going to win the 500. He's just not. Like, he's, he's going to push Joey or Cindric or fucking Harrison Burton to the win, or there's going to be seven Chevys lined up behind him. He's going to push whatever Ford's in front of him. Like, I mean, um, but 
I don't know. I it's it's Daytona 500, man. It is. It, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we some people discount the 500, you included, um, because it is what it is, and it's true. It it can be a crapshoot, but I look at it like this: a season long championship is is every team is the the best team in the garage is who can be the best when they're not at their best over an entire season. The Daytona 500, they put more prep in those cars than they do any other car throughout the year, and it is every team on the grid at their best. And that's why the Daytona 500 is so special, is because when you know when you win that race, you know you've you know, beat everyone at their best. Obviously, you could say what, you know, what would be said about, you know, you know, getting attrition and, you know, super, the standard super speedway things, but Michael McDowell. Yes, there is something to be said about, about, you know, beating every car in the field when they've put the man hours and the blood, sweat and tears they put in to building that car and you were the you were the one you team your team was the best when everyone else was at their best (laughs) okay all right cool well i don't know what to say like you're not wrong yeah but it's still a super speedway race it is still a super speedway race yeah um i was i was trying to maybe maybe just add a little little fire under you maybe maybe think think twice but no okay um well here's the thing there's like this uh, and it came like parker kligerman got in on this and there's this whole like movement now like oh super speedway racing is is its own like skill set i don't disagree it is its own skill set there's a reason guys like austin dillon find their way to the front of these things more often than they would at any other track yeah but here's the thing it's still dumb. And I don't mean that in like the, like you're an idiot if you like it kind of way. I mean it in the, like you can do everything right 99% of the time and still never come away with the win. That makes it dumb in that way. Man. I mean, there's a reason Tony Stewart never won the Daytona 500 and it's because it's, dumb he was Um, always one of the best plate racers well i mean i get what you're trying to say i don't think that i don't probably not the best way to put it no because i mean tony stewart had opportunities plenty of opportunities to win and he didn't just get crashed out he failed to execute and I mean, there's Richard Petty has a great quote. Uh, the best you could do on any given Sunday is put yourself in a position to win and circumstances dictate the outcome. That uh, that describes super speedway racing in a nutshell, perfectly. Um, and I feel like you see guys like Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, who often find themselves at the end of these races with a chance to win because they've 
they've done those things to to be there. Now, obviously, it when it comes down to the last five laps, it becomes that crapshoot that it always is. But, you know, obviously guys could get taken out in wrecks anytime throughout the race. But there's something to be said about the same guys finding themselves at the at the front of the field at the end of these things. It's because they they put themselves in a position and can identify when when the time is right to be up in the mix. And, you know, a lot of times that isn't where the wrecks happen, isn't where you need to be at that moment. And that's a failure to identify the situation that and is be aware of your surroundings. That is something I, I feel like I miss. I Because I've been down on super speedway racing more in the past five years than I ever was before. Yeah. And in, in the past, it was like you could – you could spend the whole race getting to and keeping track position, getting in the spot you need to be in. So like the top three, five, whatever. Yeah. And then you actually had control to some extent control of what you could do from there. Yeah. It does not, we, it doesn't feel that way anymore. Like you just, no. you could be in the lead. You could have led 80 lap, the last 80 laps. It doesn't feel like you have control over it. It to me, anyway. To me, the with the with the next gen car. Um, last year, I feel like we saw. You were. I don't want to say you were more in control of your own destiny, but. It wasn't the the absolute crapshoot that it's been. I feel like. I feel like there was a lot more strategy to finding track position and or getting track position and keeping it because it's, it's, you know, now it's two by two by two, especially at Talladega. Um, and you have to do the things necessary to get that track position. And as long as you can have that near the end of the race, you're putting yourself in a good spot. Whereas, you know, yeah, like you said, in the past five or six years, doesn't matter what you do, you know, it's it all it takes is you know the last five laps you get the wrong get in the wrong lane whatever and you're you're done which i mean that's still the case but i feel like data obviously daytona in the uh in the summer last year was what it was there was a a uh you know rainstorm in turn one that popped up and everybody wrecked but i feel like the 500 last year, I remember thinking, okay, there was Austin Cindric was a guy. He was up there in the mix most of the day, and he was able to somewhat, you know, control, you know, his opportunity. And I felt the same way at a little bit of the same way at Talladega. Obviously, ended kind of poorly, but definitely the second Talladega race. They were racing scared. Um, we'll see how that fares tomorrow, or not tomorrow on Sunday, but I don't know. I feel like we're seeing. I feel like we see, we're seeing a little bit different super speedway racing than we've seen in the past five years. Something that might be more enjoyable for someone like you, but yeah, it feels that's like why we, we were on the race. Yeah, it it feels like based off last year that we've moved in a better direction. Yeah, I would have. I would love to 
be able to go back in time and see how the Daytona race in August would have ended if we hadn't had the yeah. catastrophe. Because mm-hmm. I'm really curious, because it didn't look like anybody really had control of that. It was balls to the wall insanity there. Yeah. So I'm curious. Definitely. Which part of me, get... part of me thinks that might be how tomorrow ends up, or I keep saying tomorrow, Sunday. Um, Sunday. Yeah. Sunday might be um, just proves the fact that you know Talladega you can run two by you can only run two by two by two but Daytona there's the you know pocket air whatever you get you know whatever the fucking aerodynamic scientific Bill Nye the science guy term is for why they're able to run three wide at Daytona and not not Talladega um so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what uh what happens there um but I I know one thing, you don't want to be on the front bumper of that 99 car. That is true. Yeah. Or, or the, the six. <laughs> or the five. <laughs> yeah. Um I I uh I listened to Corey LaJoy's podcast Dude. today. And look, I know. Um but Kyle said he was like, man, he's like, I just love the five hundred, man. He's like, I love the 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 atmosphere the feeling of it the he's like it just it it's yeah he was just gushing over the 500 i was like i didn't know you felt that way kyle like <laughs> i would not have if i had to put money on that i would have said absolutely not there's no way kyle cares yeah, yeah no um but so maybe maybe kyle uh maybe kyle will have some from sunday are you gonna pick him no i'm Thank not that's true. They're both going to be up there. Yeah, they will. Unless and Joey is going to wreck them all. <laughs> yeah. Joey will wreck them all. He'll anyway. put your driver in the wall. They'll both be sitting in the grass and turn four, just junk. And I'm sit- we're both sitting there at the TV screaming, go, go, go. Like go. we were in Atlanta. We were in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> was that, that was Bubba and Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. That might have been the funniest thing that happened to us last year. That, that was, yeah. We were, yeah. All right. Well, lock in your picks for Daytona 500. Daytona um, 500. That's right. That's right. Um, I guess we'll we'll do a uh, do a preview. I guess do a little short preview show on uh, Sunday morning, and then sit down and watch the seven hours of Daytona or whatever. That's generous. Yeah. No. But um, anything else? Nope. Cool. All right, that's been it. Um, I've been Buddy Pulley. I've been Seth Dolby. Tomorrow I'll be somebody else, apparently, and uh, we'll we'll see you Sunday morning. Salutations.